shall return to the scriptures. John chapter 15, verse 16:15:16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Father, we are grateful to you. We pray that you will speak into our lives. We thank you for what God can do in us, for us, and through us. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in the name of Jesus. We take victory in this house. To Christ be the glory. Release grace and anointing that will make the proclamation of your word fruitful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you. Today's message is titled, Get It Right. Turn to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, get it right. Get it right. Praise the Lord. Jesus tells his disciples, get it right. Get it right. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Quite often, we have this misconception in our minds that we were the one who chose Jesus. We forget the fact that it's not us, but the Lord has chosen us. Amen. Praise the Lord. From the context that Jesus is speaking, in the time and day that he lived, the disciples or the mentees, trainees would pick a teacher or a rabbi to follow. They would look what were their options, pick the best. Well, in today's day and age, we can go online and we can choose the professors that we like in the colleges and the universities that we are enrolled in. You can go to the site, rate my professor, go and check. Check the reviews of the professors that are in the courses that you're enrolled, that teach in the courses that you're enrolled, and you can pick the best that you have there. Jesus is telling his disciples, listen, guys, you did not pick me, but I chose you. John chapter 1 talks about the two disciples who overheard John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. And these two guys, they were sharp. They started following Jesus, track him down, and Jesus looks at them and says, Hey, where are you guys? What are you guys following me for? He says, We just want to know where you live. Jesus said, Come. You know, so those two disciples, and then one of them, Andrew, goes and brings his brother the next day. You know, they all could think that we were the one that tracked you down. But Jesus is saying, let me get, tell you guys, get this right. You did not choose me, but I 
chose you. Praise the Lord. So get it right this morning. As you're seated in the house of God or you're watching us, get it right that God has handpicked you and me. Praise God. Hallelujah. When Paul sheds light in the epistle that he writes in 1.4, he says, Ephesians 1.4, this is how he puts it. He says, God has chosen us when even before the foundations of the world. God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and blameless. Now, why are we? Before the foundations of the world, God chose you and me in Christ Jesus. Now, when you think about that, you know, you and I cannot take the credit at all. Praise the Lord. Uh, one man of God said once like this, I believe it was Moody who said, thank God he chose me before I was born. If he were to choose me after I lived on the earth, he probably might not have. Think about that. That means despite who we are, despite who we were, God decided to choose you. That means it's my, not my quality. It's not who I was. It's not what I have. It's not what I can do. Despite the fact what I can accomplish, God Pick to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now that should bring within us an attitude of gratitude. Praise the Lord. An attitude of gratitude when we think that he picked us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do you feel this morning that God handpicked you? God, and I think God handpicked me. Praise the Lord. I just go berserk in praising God. Praise the Lord. Because I know I'm not worthy, yet he chose me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Paul, writing to the Corinthians, puts it like this. Consider your calling, brothers and sisters, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame that which are strong and the insignificant things of the world and the despised. God has chosen the things that are not that he may nullify the things that are so that no human may boast before God. Praise God. Hallelujah. No human being, regardless of who they are, 
what they have done, what they have accomplished in life, cannot boast, praise God. When we come in the presence of God, we have nothing but to boast about him, brag about him, praise him, give him the glory. Don't ever try to take the credit, praise God, but give him the glory that he chose you and me. Praise the Lord. See, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, look what Jesus is saying. Listen. I chose you and I also did what? Appointed you. One version says, ordained you. Praise the Lord. So when God picks a person, every one of you are picked by God. So when God picks us, he also appoints us. Number one, get it right. Number two, Know your place in the economy of God. Know your place. Praise the Lord. Know your position. When God picks you, he also appoints you. Praise the Lord. He appoints you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not just casually just pick and then, all right, yes, all you guys are my, are my children and so be my children, be happy, and live. No, that's not what it is. He appoints each and every one. Praise God. The picking of God with a, is with a purpose. The picking of God is with a purpose. Therefore, every life that is picked by God should be purpose-driven. Praise God. Just simply casually picking for the sake of picking. Praise the Lord. Picked with a purpose, and our lives ought to be purpose driven. We need to find out why God has picked me. Praise God. What is the purpose that God has picked me? What is my place in the economy of God, in the kingdom of God? What is my place? Do you know your place in the kingdom of God? Praise God. We have time for everything. But do you, have you ever paused in the presence of God? And asked the Lord, Lord, I am grateful that you picked me. But what is the purpose? Do you understand the place where God has positioned you? God has positioned you with a purpose, with a divine design. He has positioned you. There is a purpose behind why he calls each and every one of us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. He says, I have appointed you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Each person is appointed by the Lord to fulfill a unique purpose in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. You need to ask yourself, what is that purpose? And make yourself available. Praise the Lord. Make yourself available. Yield yourself to him and say, Lord Jesus, I am available. Praise the Lord. Don't tell your neighbor I'm available. Look up and say, I am 
available. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Appointed with a purpose, you and I ought to be available for his back and call. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not, Lord, when I am free, you give me a bus, I will make myself available. Or, Lord, here is my time frame. You know, you give me a bus, I will make myself available. No. He says, I have appointed you to a particular place, to a particular position. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The story is told about Napoleon. One day he was talking to his his high-ranking of officers, and he was surrounded by them. And as he was having a discussion with them, his horse spooked and started running wild. One of the privates that was watching what was going on got up on his horse, and he chased Napoleon's horse, got hold of the horse, and brought it back to Napoleon. Napoleon looked at the private and said, well done, Captain. The private, a young man, he was startled. He stood straight and said, yes, sir. Immediately, he went to the officer's quarters, got a captain's uniform. He went and he just made himself all set, ready with the captain's uniform. He did not say, I don't deserve it. He did not say, you know, I need to wait. I need to climb up the ranks. No. He believed what the general said about him. Praise the Lord. Do you believe what Jesus, the general, says about you? Have you ever took time to find out what God says about you? Praise the Lord. Have you ever taken time to realize what is God speaking concerning you? Jesus just finished calling his disciples and he says, listen guys, I don't call you servants. I call you friends. Praise the Lord. The words before this, he says, I call you friends. Praise the Lord. When Jesus calls you friends, are you going to say, yes, sir? Would you say, yes, sir? In verse 14, Jesus said, if you keep my commandments, you are my friends. If you keep my commandments, you are my friends. Praise the Lord. We like, we like to be the friends of God, don't we? We sing that song, I am a friend of God. Yes, you are a friend of God. But Jesus said, listen, if you are a friend, I call you friends. But as friends, I want you to obey my commandments. Look what the psalmist says about this. In Psalm 25, 4, the Lord is, is the friend of those who obey him. And he affirms his covenant with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. So as a friend, God calls us his friends. As a friend, we have access to him. As a friend, we have his ears. As a friend, we have his 
confidence. As a friend, we have the inside scoop, man. Praise God. As a friend, you know what's going on behind those walls. Mm-mm-mm. Praise God. As a friend, you know what's going on in the throne room of God. The Eastern kings used to have close friends. Early in the morning before he met his generals, before he met his rulers and statesmen, his friends would have access to him. And he would give them access right into his bedroom early in the morning so that they could come and whisper into his ears before he started talking to anyone. In other words, Jesus wants you and I to be in He's he's calling us into an intimate relationship with him. Praise the Lord. An intimate relationship with him. Beyond the celebration, beyond the pomp, beyond the fan and fair. He says, come in. Let's have a quiet talk with each other. When was the last time you spent some quiet moments with the creator of the universe. Praise God. When was the last time you were able to hear something that he spoke to you? When was the last time he deposited something into your spirit? Praise God. Don't just simply go through the motion of just coming to church and walking out. Or just reading a passage from the scripture. Or waving your hand. That's good. Do it. But I'm telling you, God is calling us into an intimate relationship with him. He wants to confide with you. He wants to talk to you heart to heart. He wants to speak into your life. Abraham was known as a friend of God. One day God showed up at his tent. And Abraham was a very, a man was given to hospitality. And after serving and standing before the Lord, making sure that the best was spread on the table, when everything was over and done, Abraham started walking with the Lord and the two angels, praise God, having a final chat. You know, when visitors come and we walk to see them off, Abraham was walking to see them off. As they're walking, God said, should I hide from Abraham what I'm going to do? God shares his heart with Abraham. Praise God. God told him what he was going to do. Praise God. Sometimes we think God shares these things so that we can get a kick out of it or say that, oh, I knew that. You know, you ever seen people say this? I knew that. I knew that was going to happen. The Lord had showed me. The Lord had told me. Good. What good is it? I'm asking what good it is. When God showed Abraham what was going to happen to Sodom and Gomorrah, the Bible said Abraham stood before God and he started interceding with him. Let me ask you, what was the last time you heard from God? And if you did, what did you do with the inside scoop? What did you do with the inside scoop? Praise God. 
What have we been doing with the inside scoop that we're getting from the Lord? What do we do with it? Abraham stood before God and he made a difference. Praise God. And what a model that's recorded in the scripture so that you and I who craving to hear from God can follow in that model and make a difference in the kingdom of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. What do we do with what God shows us? Praise God. Hallelujah. God has appointed you and me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He has appointed you and me. Look what the word says. The word says, I have chosen you and appointed you so that you might go. Praise the Lord. Now that you can turn to your neighbor and say, go. And let the neighbor look back and say, not now. Praise the Lord. Some of you are waiting for that word, go, man. Pastor, I wish you would have told that earlier. No, not yet. Praise the Lord. So God picks us, handpicks us, and he has appointed us, and he has a mission for you and for me. And he says, go. Go. Praise the Lord. Now, if you were there last night, the man of God was speaking, and he was talking about how God tells us to go. Wherever God tells us to go, we have to go. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It could be across the street. It could be across the aisle. It could be across the town. It could be crossing the state line. It could be crossing the boundary lines. Whatever it is, wherever God is calling you to go. And for that, you have to be Connected, praise God. So he has picked you and me, and he has appointed, and he says, go, praise God. Go and represent me. Go and be my ambassador. Go and be my spokesperson. Go and be my, uh, the epistle that the world will read. Praise God. Go and be the signboard. Go and be representing me wherever I send. Go and spell it. Go with the gospel. Whether it's your workplace, it's your school, your college, wherever it is, God is sending you. Go. Praise the Lord. Go and bear fruit. Some only go, and some, most of the guys are on a holding pattern, you know, just waiting to take off. And somebody be somebody waiting for, for more than two years with the pandemic, many people cannot go because they only go once in a blue moon when the church takes a, takes a mission trip overseas. That's the only time that they go. And I wonder why they go when they go. Somebody once told me, this is the cheapest way to go on a vacation. Somebody said, Pastor, this is the good way to do a good, good way to go and do sightseeing. Well, when you're going, you can't help. You can see whatever there is. There's nothing wrong in it. But that's not the mission. Praise the Lord. That's not the mission. 
Praise God. And so what you've been doing for the last two years? We haven't gone for two years or we haven't gone for three years. Whatever it is, we haven't gone for two years. So what have you been doing for the last two years? Praise God. Look what the Lord says. He says, you know, you need to know your purpose. Go, praise the Lord, and let, and do what? Go and bear fruit. Praise the Lord. Go and bear fruit. Jesus says, I chose you. I not only have chosen you, I have also appointed you. And I've chosen what? I have chosen the place of operation for you. Praise. Listen to me. If he has picked you and appointed you a space, he has picked a place of operation for you. Praise God. And if God has picked a place of operation for you and for me, he will make it known to you. Believe me, it cannot be hidden like that. A lot of people feel that, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's shrouded. I have no clue what God wants to, you know, God will make it known to you. That's why Jesus told him, you know, listen, I have chosen you and I have appointed you so that you may go and bear fruit. Praise God. Your place of operation, your platform of operation, your launching pad, your launching platform is ordained, ordained by the Lord himself who has what? Handpicked you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And now Jesus makes it very clear. He says, listen, I want you to go and bear fruit. He don't call people with no purpose. There is a purpose behind the choosing. There is a purpose behind the calling. He says, go and bear fruit. Praise God. You need to go and bear fruit. So ask yourself, what's the fruit that we've been bearing, you've been bearing? What's the fruit that you've been bearing? How much fruit that you have borne for the Lord? You know, when you study about the fruits, there's a lot of fruits that the Bible talks about. Now, the fruit of the Spirit itself is nine, and there are so many other fruits that the Bible talks about. And one of them is is is. Getting people to the Lord or saving souls. When was the last time you allowed the Lord to use you in that field? Don't wait for you to become a preacher to do that. You know, when you share Jesus, when you share Jesus, what God has done for you, praise God, you are able to lead others to Christ. You can bring people into the presence of the Lord. If you're not an articulate speaker, that's okay. You can bring someone to the Lord. You can bring him to the church. You can bring him to the service. Praise the Lord. Or you can show Christ through your service, through your life, through your exhibition of Christ's divine nature in you. God has very, very handpicked and he has placed you and me in critical places as his representative. Yeah. 
the job that you landed, it's not accident. The place that you have been placed, that's not accident. God has positioned you there. He has positioned you so that you will be his representative. So the next time you look around and you see people around you who don't know Jesus, God has placed you there with a purpose. My goodness, don't just miss it. Don't be an undercover Christian wherever God has placed you. Don't be an undercover Christian. Don't wait to wait for the last day you worked there 30 years. After 30 years, they're giving you a, a, a send-off. And then, you know, all of a sudden, they realize, oh, you've been a Christian all these years. Or you worked 30 years, 50 years in a place, and then you, you departed. And they came for the funeral, and they found out, oh, my goodness, they never knew he was a Christian. uh uh-uh. Beats the purpose, doesn't it? Now, praise God. Wherever God has placed, that's the place God wants you to exhibit his love. Praise God. Be an exhibition of his love. You have been handpicked for that. God wants you to bear fruit. Now, bearing fruit is not accident. It's not automatic. It can be spontaneous provided you are linked to him. Praise God. You know, when you read chapter 15, Jesus talks about the importance of being connected to him. Praise God. Our brother Philip talked about it a few weeks ago. But you missed it, I know. You were not there. It was for the encounter service. Staying connected to him. Staying connected to him. Praise God. The output is spontaneous. Praise God. When you're connected to Jesus, praise God. Now, there's nothing wrong in being poised and prepared. But when you're connected to Jesus and your connection is strong, he allows his wisdom and grace to flow freely through you. Praise God. And then wherever God places you, you make an impact there. You touch the lives there. You make a difference there. You make a change there because you are connected to him. And the life of Jesus flows through you because you are connected. Praise God. He wants you and me to bear fruit. He has called us so that we would bear fruit. There is a purpose behind the calling that God has placed for for on us so that we would bear fruit. Not limited to just bringing souls to the Lord, but that's one part. Identify the fruit that Jesus is referring to. Praise the Lord. And look what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about the durability of the, of the fruit. The durability of the fruit. Bear fruit so that your fruit may endure. 
Praise God. You know, just think about fruits in general. Fruits in general. Any kind of fruit. Just pick any kind of fruit. Fruits in general. The whole of them have what? A time. Huh? A time frame to it. There is a time frame. You know, if you talk about a cluster of grapes. The cluster of grapes looks good. It becomes ripe. It's very appealing. But eventually what happens? So every fruit has what? It has time restraint to it. So in the realms of dealing with souls, listen to me, church. In the realms of dealing with souls, fruits have to be harvested in a timely manner. Fruits have to be harvested in a timely manner. When you're dealing with people, when you're dealing with souls, Praise God. You cannot do it half-heartedly. When you're reaching out to someone with Jesus, praise God, you have to capture the moment, the Kodak moment. Praise God. Fruit. Fruit that will last. <laughs> praise the Lord. Listen. We're serving an eternal God who has loved us. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Praise God. Listen. We're serving an eternal God who has loved us with an eternal love who gives us eternal life. And he has put us in the business, praise God, of reaching out to souls which have that character. Which what? The eternity character. So he sends you and I out, bear fruit, fruit that will last. Praise the Lord. Interesting. Different fruits in the Bible. Praise the Lord. Holiness is given as a fruit. Winning soul is given as a fruit. I don't have time to touch every one of them. But the fruit that will remain. Praise God. Now check this out. The last part here. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Now look at here and says, you look at that verse. You feel that there's a disconnect there. You feel there's a disconnect there? You did not choose me, but I chose you and then appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Oh, was that a disconnect? No, there is no disconnect there. Anything that Jesus says, there is no disconnect. Praise the Lord. Listen. What Jesus is saying is that people misquote that verse. Anything that, the, that you ask in my name, the Father will give. And then they keep asking for stuff. Some guy has been asking to, to hit the jackpot for quite some time. And the Lord has not been hearing their prayer. One fellow kept praying, Lord, Lord, I want to win the jackpot. Kept praying, Lord, Lord, I want to win the jackpot. The Lord said, give me a break. Why don't you play it? A dollar jack, a dollar lotto. Most of the people do that. They keep praying, but there is no action behind it. 
This is not about playing and getting a jackpot, hitting the jackpot. What are we talking about? Praise Lord. Jesus said, listen, I picked you and I appointed you and I have a mission for you and I'm telling you to go and I'm telling you to bear fruit. You ask the Father in my name. Father, you picked me. You appointed me. You have a mission for me. I want that to be fulfilled. Jesus said, you ask the Father. He will do it. Praise God. I don't even get up from my couch. And if I'm asking the Father, the Father says, Jesus said, go, 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 go. And I'm, Jesus said, go, go, one, two, boom, go. But still on the launching pad, praise God. Jesus saying, you ask the Father. Praise God. As you go, praise God. Things are going to happen. You are connected to him. You're going to hear him. You're going to hear him. He's going to speak into your spirit. He will tell you where to go. He will tell you what to go. He will tell you what to do. He will tell you what to say. He will give you the words. He will tell you how to reach out. He will tell you to be that ambassador who can represent him wherever he sends you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. What have you been asking the Lord? What have you been asking? What have you been asking the Lord? When was it last time you asked? You know, when you read about prayer, there are a lot of thumb rules that the Bible gives about prayer so that God will answer our prayer. One, the Bible says, you don't have because you don't ask. Some people don't have because they don't ask. Then the Bible says, you don't have it because you've been asking what? Selfishly. You don't have because you don't ask. You don't have it because you've been asking selfishly. Now imagine, God is the God of love. God is love. The Bible says God is love. And if you've been praying, Lord, I don't like my neighbor. Good, we are not living in the Middle East. There's a lot of stuff going on there, right? Watch out what we pray for. Our prayer should have the nature of God in it. Praise God. When you stay within that scope and understand who our God is, and you start moving according to his plan for your life, you're going to find that God's going to do stuff for you, in you, 
through you that's going to knock the, the, the lights out of you. That's going to just surprise you. Praise God. Because he says, you ask in my name. Will you take it upon yourself this morning? Will you say, Lord, I'm going to ask you. And this time, I'm going to align myself, position myself so that I want to make sure that you hear and I get something from you. I understand that you have picked me. I understand that you have ordained me. I understand that you're giving me a mission. I understand you telling me to go. And as I go about, I ask you to fulfill what you have promised and spoken and pronounced upon my life. Watch what God's going to do for you. Praise God. Get it right. Praise God. Get it right that he has chosen you. Get it right that you have been appointed by God. Get it right you have a mission from God. Get it right within that mission. He says, go, make the moves. Now, start, 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 start. Open your mouth and start speaking about Jesus. Get it right. Praise God. Bear fruit. Get it right that God will stand behind what he has initiated for you. Isn't that what Paul says to the Philippines? He who has begun a good work in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. He has begun a good work in us. He not only initiates us. Praise God. He's just, he's faithful, he's powerful. To praise God. To bring it to completion. Praise God. Hallelujah. So quit looking at yourself and saying that I can. But just like the private, look to the general and say, yes, sir. What you speak about me, I believe. Praise God. Hallelujah. You believe that? Do you believe what Jesus speaks about you? What he says about you? He calls you beloved. He calls you beloved. So if there is anybody in the house or hearing me who feels that, you know, I don't have anybody. I'm not loved. I want to tell you God calls you his children beloved. Second, he calls you his friends. Would you start living up to that? Praise God. Start living up to that. Start living up to that calling that God is placing upon you. Start living up to that mission that God has called you for. And you see how things will fall in place. All eyes closed. Just simply linger in the presence of God. Where, have the, where has the Holy Spirit touched you this morning?
God has such a divine design for your life. What's holding it back? What's holding it back? If you got it all wrong, you heard it this morning. Get it right. And will you put yourself into the hands of God this morning and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. I'm available. I'm available. Do work in me, for me, and through me.